Hey everybody, it's Moose of Doom here with another episode of the Moose of Doom podcast. Today we're going to continue with part three of our Business Plan 101 series, and we're going to talk about the section titled Design and Development Plan. And we'll talk about what needs to go in here and why it's so important, no matter what kind of business you are operating. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in. So the Design and Development Plan is where... You talk about the design and development of your product or service. Um, Surprise, surprise, it's not as complicated as it sounds. (laughs) Um, And there's there's three basic sections in here. And uh, you're going, well, we'll say there's two main sections because obviously you have your design and your development pieces. But in the design section, it's broken down into three segments. You have your product development your market development, and your organizational development. Now, if you are upgrading an already existing product or you are bringing a totally new product into the marketplace, uh, you have to be very concerned with all three of these steps. The, The first step is the product development itself. This is where you will take the time to create shop drawings. This is where you will design your product. This is where you will talk about uh, the timeline to design the product, the type of materials it will be used from, um, how it will be produced, uh, you know, what, what factories you will use, what agreements do you need in place, um, when will you produce the product? Is it on a just-in-time basis? Is it on an order only? Uh, is it on a, we're going to produce, you know, 5,000 units of this widget that we're creating, and that is it, uh, and then version 2.0 comes out, and we will do, you know, 5,000 units of that? Like, how are you going to de- basically develop and get it out? Um, so you really want to fo- focus hard on that. Uh, the next section is... Uh, well, let me back up here a little bit. We're getting a little, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> uh, you want to be able to talk about all the different facets of your item, uh, because at the end of the day, too, this is what will go into you creating a patent. If you need to create a patent for your product, uh, you will need to be able to explain all of what we call the salient characteristics of it. What makes your product unique, and therefore not only able to receive a patent, but worthy of receiving a patent that you are willing to spend the money protecting once your product is out there in the marketplace. If you are designing just a service, so you're an accountant, a financial advisor, um, a realtor, you know, whatever it is, you don't necessarily have a physical product that you're putting out into the world like that. So you only need to be concerned about steps two and three, which is the market development and the organizational development. Step two, the market development, this is how you are going to get the product into your customer's hands. How are you going to market your product? What sort of branding will be behind your product? Um, How are you going to drum up support from your target market uh, to purchase and engage with your product? Uh, If you are a service, how are you going to perform outreach to get your name out there so that people think you instead of your competition uh, when they need a particular service. We keep going back to this idea of the accountant. How, how do people decide to choose your solo operation versus a big three firm? 
you know, and if it's based solely on price, you may have long-term issues. So be mindful of, of how you are going to entice people to use your product or service uh, that is not solely based around price because you can't always be priced back out of the market by your much larger, more established competition who can afford to take a loss for longer than you can typically. Uh, organizational development. This is how is your organization expecting to grow? What are the needs of your organization going to be to get this product or service out to market? How will your organization uh, learn from its mistakes? How will it grow? How does research and development work within your firm? Uh, what are the staffing needs? Uh, what, what do you expect the organization to do as far as fundraising? Uh, how will it repay its debts? Uh, all of these things. Uh, now, the the debt thing is is perhaps a little ahead of ourselves too, but it, it you need to be considering the money factors as well. Like, how are you going to grow? How's the organization going to evolve? How will it look today versus tomorrow versus next week versus ten years from now? You know, these these things are part of your plan, and this is also why, like we talked about, the plan is a living document because you may not know how the the company is going to look in 10 years. Your product may be totally different. You may find a totally different service niche where you are thriving, where you didn't imagine when you first started out with the business. So it's okay not to have 10 years from now nailed down, but you should know today, tomorrow, and perhaps hopefully like, you know, a year or two at least out in the future, and then have an idea of where you would like to be in 10 years, five, 10 years. That way you can update the plan as you go along. Now, the uh, development section, you need to have an idea of how is the product or service itself going to evolve over time? Um, do you plan on improving an existing product now and then using that improvement to generate future uh, ground up, you know, groundbreaking IPs, intellectual properties, or new patents, or totally new products and services that have never been seen before. You know, how are you starting? Or is that where you're starting? Are you starting with the bleeding edge uh, innovation and then just continuing to iterate on that? Uh, how is the product going to mesh with the entire suite of your products and services that you may be offering. Do you start out by just offering a single product or service and then expect that to grow into, you know, families of products and services, uh, much in the way that you have companies like Procter & Gamble uh, or GE that have started out perhaps doing one or two things very good and then over time either bought their way into other brands or started producing all of these other brands that aren't necessarily linked to one another. So you need to have an idea of how those products are going to feed one another, um, the types of successes that will be required from each uh, successive version of the product in order to feed the goals long-term of the company in terms of its other products and services. Uh, if we're talking about a strictly service-based company, the accountant, for example, maybe you just start out doing basic bookkeeping. You're doing the day-to-day -day stuff. You don't do payroll. You don't do taxes. Uh, you're just doing the bookkeeping. And then you advance that into uh, payroll, weekly payroll, monthly payroll, whatever it is. And then you take the payroll and then you start doing um, 
payroll taxes and sales tax reports and then eventually grow that into a full service accountant that's doing you know tax preparation payroll all the payroll and tax reports the bookkeeping uh, as well as auditing auditing is a big thing Uh, some would say it's actually a dying art these days so if you are thinking about going down the accounting path very strongly consider whether or not you can audit uh just just hint hint wink wink nudge nudge there you go (laughs) uh there's a good idea for you inspiration uh so these are these are how you need to think about how your product or services will develop and grow over time Uh, And these are all things that go into the design and development plan. Now, you need to be able to schedule all of this. Uh, And so we'll take some time now and talk about scheduling and some of the terms that go into that. So you need to have a master schedule, uh, for one. So how, how is the business going to go together? Do you, you know, where are you starting from? Where do you expect to be? next week, next month, six months, next year, you know, have that broad overarching schedule that sort of controls everything. But then you need to have these individual subcomponents of that schedule that help inform when you should be doing things in order to achieve those overarching goals. So when you talk about design and development, when do you need to start developing your product or service? How long is it going to take you to do that? Uh, What are the resources that go into that? Because resource constraints and the idea of scarcity can actually cause you to fall behind in your schedule if you're not thinking about them proactively enough, if you're not scheduling uh, with an eye towards lead product lead times and that sort of thing. Uh, And if any of these terms don't make sense to you, by the way, please hit me up. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at The Moose of Doom, uh, and I'd be more than happy to spend some time talking to you about them. Um, But we won't go into that quite yet. Maybe we'll spend some time going over, like, they're mostly economic theory, so we can go over them perhaps in some other casts. Uh, But these resource constraints can absolutely crush your schedule. So you need to be looking at it at a very detailed level. Okay, if it's going to take me, you know, five weeks to fully develop my service, then I and I start on this day, then no sooner than this day can I be done with that, which then means I can apply for a business license on this day. I can solicit funding on this day and that's going to take this long to complete, which means I could open my doors by this day because I'll have the money to pay first month's rent. Uh, and then I have tenant improvements I need to make. Uh, and you know, the schedule just goes on and on and on that way. Uh, and schedules just like the business plan itself should be considered living documents. Uh, and you have, you know, things like float time and critical path and all that that take take place in those schedules. And those are constantly shifting and evolving themselves. So we will take some time now and talk about those. Uh, when you when you come to a schedule, you have all these different sequential events that have to happen. The series of events that link together to determine the minimum length that a project could take are called the critical path for the project. So if you have tasks A, B, C, and D, for example, and you have A, B, and C are linked, and one cannot happen before the other, and you have project or part D that is maybe linked to A, 
but is shorter than part B and is not linked to the others, then B is on the critical path and D is not. Now, the length of time that makes up the difference between when D ends and B ends, sorry, this is terrible, uh, D as in dog and B as in boy, uh, when those end, that difference is called the float in your schedule. If D as in dog goes over that, it is now on the critical path and B, as in boy or Bob, <laughs> is off of the critical path because it is assumed to be on schedule then. And, and the other task is the one that is now holding up the other activities on the project. Um, assuming there was a link. So if, if A is linked to B and D and B is linked to C, but D is not linked to anything else, as long as D finishes before the end of all the other tasks, it is not on the critical path. It has all this extra float in the schedule. But if it starts to run over and say C is done and D is not, then D is the last thing that is holding up the completion of that project schedule. And so you've used up all of your float and are now on the critical path with something that was not originally critical path on the schedule. So you need to be considering those links between different tasks. What can happen when, what is linked, what needs to happen first and and then second and third and so on. What are the resource constraints that may influence my schedule float and my critical path? For example, if there is a particular person that has to review your documents before they go out and can, you know, you're, you need like a, a notary uh, public to stamp off on something, then that person could be a choke point on your schedule and influence the critical path. Because if you don't schedule them early enough and you get to the day that you need them and they're not available for four weeks, well, now all of a sudden you've inserted four weeks of dead time into your schedule and everything else that can't be worked on until that's done is now delayed. And when it comes to the idea of delay, it's important to remember that your schedule is always at risk of being delayed by the longest task in the schedule. Your schedule is always at risk of being delayed by the longest task in the schedule. So if you have a month to come up with the research and the development needed to initiate your business idea, it's assumed that you probably won't start today, or you might, and then you'll trail off, and then you'll come back to it, and then you'll trail off. But most people tend to view deadlines in the sense that a few days or a few hours, depending on the time scale we're dealing with before the deadline is when they do most of the work to complete that task. So if you give yourself a month to finalize your business idea, chances are good that come, you know, two or three days before the deadline, you're still scrambling to try and get most of that done, which now means if you go over your deadline, you've essentially cost yourself a whole month. And because the task is not done yet, it is assumed that the task is then granted an additional month to try and complete because you assumed in the schedule, the way that you wrote it, that it would take a month's worth of work to complete this task. Now, if in reality, that task is able to be broken down into, you know, three days to research initial idea concept and then, you know, four days to do market analysis and and two days to do 
you know, some initial drafting on the plan and then a day to get your business license and all that kind of stuff, then that's better for your schedule because then you're going to constantly be churning out those tasks. And if you are delayed, you're only delayed by those individual little chunks, not a full 30 day month. So if that doesn't make sense, once again, please reach out to us. We can talk about it some more. Uh, I, The idea of scheduling is, is very foreign to a lot of people. Uh, I myself come from a very construction-heavy background, and so you know this was kind of my life for a long time. Uh, so it, it sort of inherently makes sense to me because I was raised in this sort of system. Um, but if it does not make sense to you, please, 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 I ask that you reach out and we can talk about it some more. Uh, or, or we can go into a deeper detailed cast, depending on the nature of the kind of the questions we get back. Um, so that's schedule and, and you need to be doing a schedule for, you know, your product development and design, your marketing, how you'll release marketing, when you'll release it, the timing in relation to when the product is ready to launch. Uh, the resources are very critical here. You're talking about advertising only on Facebook. Do you need a whole social media wide campaign? Are you doing TV and print and radio and all that other stuff? Uh, and then you need a schedule for your organization. When will you hire people? When will you expand? When will people be promoted roughly? Um, what are their abilities to influence the overall project schedule, the uh, overarching goals of the company? You know, how do they fit into the schedule? How do they advance it or slow it down? Um, are there things related to staffing on the critical path? Uh, if you are operating a lawn care business uh, and you have to have, um, oh, well, well, we'll take it a step further. If you're operating like specifically like a tree trimming business, typically that takes at least two people. So if you have to hire a second set of hands before you can go out and even trim your first tree, then that's on the critical path. You have to have that hire done before you can open your business uh, because you need it to complete the work. Uh, like an accounting business, typically, you know, hiring a front office uh, staff to answer phones, answer mail, handle some of the basic functions of the office, not necessarily on the critical path because a lot of that can be done by the sole proprietor that's starting the business. You know, the account, an accountant is a person too, and is capable of answering phones and doing some of the other stuff. Uh, is it as time efficient? No, probably not. But that hiring is not on the critical path. It can kind of happen at any time, uh, as long as, you know, you're still meeting your, your goals of your company. Uh, and then, so like, and then, like we said, you'll also want one, uh, probably in relation to finance. And we'll get more into the financial factors uh, in a couple of days as it relates to the, this business planning 101 uh, series. But you'll need to be able to plan, okay, when are we going to need to uh, solicit more funding? When do we pay back our loans or any investments that we or any investors that we owe? You know, when are the when are things coming due? When are the monthly bills going to be due uh, within the month? Uh, how do we plan to pay for those? When does our cash influx come in? When does it go out most heavily? Looking at all of these different cash flow factors and their, their schedules and their effects and their trends, all, all very, very, very important. I cannot stress the importance of scheduling this stuff out. But like so many of these things, it is important not to be hamstrung by the idea of scheduling 
because it is often more important to get started. Now, you have to have an idea of how the schedule is going to fit together, but you don't have to have this 100% perfect schedule because the truth is most schedules are obsolete the second you publish them. So you'll uh, you'll publish a schedule and then you'll immediately be off on something uh, or something will be faster or slower than than you anticipated. Uh, and that's okay, but it's a living document, so you get to go back and fix it. But you don't want to be constantly embroiled in these fix-it cycles on your schedule and not actually doing any business. So, you know, it's a balancing act there. Uh, and you'll have to look at that in terms of your critical path, too, to determine whether or not... Um, you know, that balancing act, your time investment makes sense for your goals and what you're trying to do and how it influences these schedules. So I hope that kind of helps illuminate the next section of your business plan, uh, which we are calling the design and development plan. Uh, And in that is a very detailed report of how your product or service will go together, the types of ways in which it will grow and expand and evolve over time. Uh, and then how the market will interact with it, how the market may change over time. Uh, and then, of course, schedules, the idea of these schedules that will be all throughout your plan, but will probably be most detailed and necessary in this part of the plan. So I hope this helps. If you have any questions, like I said, reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, all at The Moose of Doom. We are currently releasing on a daily schedule and we'll probably continue that with our podcast for the foreseeable future. Now, the big, big, big announcement from today is that we are now available on iTunes, uh, also known as Apple Podcasts. So you can look for us there uh, on iTunes, search The Moose of Doom Podcast and you'll find us. Please subscribe and drop us a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can also find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and several other locations where podcasts are distributed. Uh, Thank you all. We'd love to hear from you. Please share this episode with somebody that you think could benefit from it. Uh, We'd love to hear how your business plans are going. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you all. Much love. Moose of Doom out.